How many of you are 50 or younger? Okay, because I, 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 I'm going to have to explain some things, obviously. Okay, how many of you remember your first crush? I'm not talking about the soda pop. Your first love, how many? Okay, what was that, 1927? Okay. okay, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the energy you had from that? You know, the delight? Um, maybe the boy or girl goes to a dance, they come home, and the girl goes, Oh, Mom, I met the cutest boy. He is so nice, so wonderful. Um, and then the boy, he comes home, he just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Honey, how'd you like the dance? Honey, how'd you like the dance? And the father says, leave him alone, he's Twitter-pated. You know where that's from? Bambi? You remember Twitter-pated? Bambi got Twitter-pated when he met the, fawn, the, uh, his, the doe. So we had all this energy and delight and excitement, you know, the first squeeze, the first love. And, of course, I don't know if you still have that, but at the beginning, you know, very lively, very vibrant. We remember that. Uh, and kids can get into that. They can get excited about it. Now, I bring that up because we can also ask ourselves the question, do we have that same kind of delight and attraction when it comes to God? Are we as drawn to God as someone is towards their first love? Do we get all excited about it? Do we talk to people about it? Do we say, oh, listen, I, uh, this is wonderful what's going on? Or would people even know about it, that we actually have this love? Do we have this exciting love for God? I'm not talking about, you know, it has to be all emotional, etc. But are we attracted to God? Do we talk about our relationship with God? And do other people know that we are in love with God? Not just that God is in love with us, we know that, but that we're in love with God and we got some excitement around it so that we want to talk to people about it. And if we did, as a community, we would be like the Thessalonians in the second reading today, now, we know from other letters of Paul, he sometimes is scolding the local church. You know, you're falling away from your original zeal. What's going on? You need to be corrected. You've gone back into your pagan practices. Bad, 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 bad. But with the Thessalonians, he doesn't say that. He says, wow, you are doing a great job. You are a model of what a church should be. And he says that I go here and I go there and they're all talking about you because you're doing what a good, healthy Christian community does. So when you go to Bob's Diner, you overhear people saying, boy, those people up at St. Mary Ann Cope, they're something else. You ever hear that? No. <laughs> we should. We should be hearing that. The word should get out that we are a community really focused on the love of God and love of neighbor. So that people will want to know what's going on. And of course, part of that is joy. If you really have this love and commitment with God and people know it, it's going to show. It's going to show in what we say, how we do things, the excitement in our lives. 
But joy is infectious. Commitment is infectious. We go out in the world, and if we just do what everybody else does, they're not going to know who we are in terms of being followers of Christ. They're going to think we're just like everybody else. We go through our routine, we go to church on Sunday, but the rest of the week, as I've said before, we're practical atheists. We live our lives as if there isn't a God. And yet, for us, God is everything. And wouldn't it be wonderful if, indeed, wherever we go, people are saying, oh, you go to St. Mary and Cope. You know, I've heard this and that and the other thing about you. You know, I want to come sometime. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And don't we do that when we have exciting uh, events that we go to? We're talking about it all the time. But our faith, do we talk about that all the time? Can we be like the Thessalonians, a model? Yeah, we can, absolutely. But it means that we have to think about our faith and what it's all about. Because God loves us. Now, God doesn't just love us because he has to. He loves us because he created us to love us. And he loves every single person. So he's passionately in love with every one of us. For him, we are like his first crush, every one of us. He's always pursuing us. And we have the beautiful image in both the Old and New Testament of God as a groom who is always pursuing the bride. You know, he wants us. He wants to marry us. He wants this intimate union. And in the New Testament in particular, when we think of the heavenly banquet, we think of it as a wedding banquet. Because the groom, Jesus, wants to marry the church. That's all of us. We are the bride of Christ. And so God is pursuing us. Pursuing us passionately. Begging us, please love me. And again, not because God needs our love. But because he wants us to know the fullness of love. In the Old Testament, there is a book called the Song of Songs. How many of you read that? Okay, I should not ask questions like that in a, in a Catholic church. Um, I encourage you to read it because it is a story, uh, a very poetic, about God as a groom pursuing the bride. That's us. And it's, it's this sort of beautiful game where um, the, the bride's in a room and the groom's coming and kind of looking to see where she is. But adamantly, uh, deeply in love with this individual. And it's all this bridal imagery. And it is about God's love for us. So God is passionately pursuing us. He is the groom. We are the bride. But do we respond to the groom? Do we respond? Do we want to be his fiance? Because the marriage actually happens in heaven, but here and now we're like the fiancé that is being followed by God, passionately followed by the Lord. But that's what God's doing for us, and again, it's how is it that we respond? Do we respond? Would people know that we are in this wonderful relationship and one day it will culminate in the wedding banquet of heaven? Do we see that? Do we hear that? And if, especially for those who are married, I would hope that you still have some of that passion. And it's showing. 
And it somehow gets connected to our faith as followers of Jesus Christ. Because again, Jesus wants all of us to enter into this wonderful marriage with him and to be wedded to the, the groom who is God for all eternity. So what do we do? How, do? how do we get that passion going? Well, we pray, and prayer is the relationship being acted out. So when I talk with God, when I just sit in the presence of God, I am saying, Lord, it is all about you. And I can pray, Lord, give me some passion. Give me some fervor. Give me some zeal for you. It's a wonderful prayer because if we don't have even a little bit of excitement in terms of our relationship with God, it's not going to be noticed in a good way. People aren't going to say something great about us as a parish. But, so we have to kind of stoke the fire of that passion. So the, the passion, God has plenty of that. So can we ask him for some of that so we can be passionate? Read the Song of Songs. Read that. It's quite erotic in many ways because, again, it's about the groom pursuing his beloved. So we get this image of God pursuing us. And then to talk about our relationship with God, to talk with one another, to share what we have done to be with God. You know, we talk nowadays about... Um, it's important that a married couple take time for themselves and work on their marriage. They have a date night, for example. Well, we can do the same thing with God, both as individuals and as a community, where it's not a sort of a rigid, I got to do it, but rather we, we just come together and see what happens. Because it's all about God, waiting in the presence of God. And if we listen long enough, if we sit quietly, God will reveal himself to us in many ways. And then hopefully that passion, that desire, will be a part of our lives no matter where we go, no matter what we do. So that indeed, the hope would be, people would say, there's something special about St. Mary Ann Cope Church. They seem to really believe passionately what they say they believe, not just because they know it's true and therefore I'm going to abide by what I have to do, but rather because we truly want to get pulled into that relationship with God more and more and more. So just like in human relationships, yes, God is not a physical being in one sense uh, who is here so that we can have that connection uh, as we do with another human being, but is in one sense more connected to us. The Bible is a love story, literally. It's a love story. God's love for us and what he did and continues to do for us, even though we sin and turn against him. And then we have the Song of Songs, particularly uh, about God's passion for us. And of course, right now what we're doing is literally... Re, uh, celebrating God's love for us. And the culmination of that love, when God himself became a human being, suffered, died, and rose from the dead as a way of not just taking away our sins or the power of sin and death, but saying, you believe it now? You believe I really love you? Would we do that? And yet that is the, the fullness of love, that God not only teaches us things, but actually comes to us and dies for us. So 
again, what are we going to do in order to stoke that passion? Well, to pray for it, read like the Song of Songs, talk it over with one another, ask God for that passion, um, and, and do it, just do it. Let people know that this is our passion, that God is the way, the truth, and the life. He's everything for us. And so, again, we, we do it not just to get recognition, but rather because we want to be on fire. And when you get on fire, you give off heat, and that heat, especially in weather like this, is very pleasant. So we want to be like that. We want to be a furnace of God's love. We want to be like Teresa of Avila, who was passionately in love with God. And God gave her an amazing gift of ecstasy, where an angel took a flaming um, lance and put it into her heart. And she said, oh, how painful it was and how wonderful it was. There's the love and the pain that goes with that passion for Christ. But she was an ordinary person, just like we are. But she focused on her love of God. So we can all be like that in our own unique way because we are unique children. But again, we have to decide to do that. We have to work at it. We have to do what we need to do in order not only to learn more about God, but to be with God. Because he is the supreme being who has no barriers, who, we, who is always with us. So again, as you go forth, you know, ask God to uh, stoke that flame of passion, read more about God's passion for us, and remember that really our lives are all about that love story, that one love story. And whatever love stories we have as individuals in an earthly way are simply little bits and pieces of the big love story, which is all about God. Because God is our creator, loves us with a passion that is far beyond anything we can imagine, and yet God wants us to enter into it, to be as passionately in love with him as he is in love with each of us.